Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie. I'm the senior editor here and today I'm delighted to be joined by Zeus Caravala, uh, founder of ZK Research and prominent uh, industry analyst. Zeus, it's great to have you with us. How are you doing today? Uh, it's always great to be with you guys. So, it's, uh, uh, you know, we're in the summer, so, you know, all things are good here. Excellent. Yeah, good to hear. Good to hear. And um, yeah, today we're going to be focusing on a very kind of interesting um, topic, and that is of Zendesk and kind of its outlook on the future. Now it has been acquired by yeah. an investor group. I mean, but first things first, has this ten point two billion dollar deal taken you by surprise at all? Um, I mean, yes and no. Uh, the 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 low valuation certainly did. Um, but you know there had been pressure on it to be acquired. I think just four months ago they were offered seventeen billion dollars, right? So, which they turned down, um, and then they tried to buy uh, Motive, which is a Survey Monkey's parent company. And I think the idea there was that they would use Survey Monkey to collect data and analytics. And you know we we've talked about the importance of customer experience and be able to can turn them into a different type of company. Now that deal fell apart, which left them with no. Um, immediate growth opportunity. So I think from there, the company had to take a look at what they were doing. And I guess they decided to take the $10 billion offer after all. So from now, in fairness to them, I will say four months ago, I don't think anybody saw, you know, kind of the collapse of the stock market coming and, the, you know, every cloud, every SaaS based company out there, base company out there is taking a pretty big hit from a valuation perspective, right? So it's not just them. But you know, the, I, I thought the $17 billion valuation back then was more than fair. So am I surprised? Uh, I'm not surprised they got acquired because their plan B was to go make an acquisition of SurveyMonkey and grow it that way. That didn't happen. So then they had to go back to plan A, which would be acquired. But uh, certainly the, the, value, the low valuation they got was a bit surprising. Yeah, that's that's very interesting, as you say. I mean, it was in February, I think. It kind of was valued at $17 billion, and I turned that down directly because they thought it was uh, yeah. the valuation of the company, and now it's kind of 10.2 billion. So I think that's very interesting. And it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on what that low valuation means for the rest of the tech industry. Yeah, it's certainly a warning shot, right? That, uh, you know, you think back to a couple of years ago, Charlie, we had all these unicorns that uh, private companies valued at $1 billion, $10 billion, things like that. And certainly um, there's, there was a lot of uh, late round investing uh, done as well. Like you think TalkDesk got a $10 billion valuation, right, with, with their last round. So I, I suspect if they were to be reevaluated today, it wouldn't be $10 billion. Not that there's anything wrong with TalkDesk. They're a very good company just because just overall valuations have come down, right? You know, we saw Zoom trading at 500 a share and, you know, they're a fraction of that today. Same with Ring Central. So um, I think, you know, we were in this weird phase. You can almost look at it as a bubble where investors were rewarding uh, growth over everything. And I remember talking to people, you know, at companies like Cisco, where, you know, they weren't growing at the same rates, but they were churning out a lot of profits. And they were sort of wondering what happened <laughs> to regular valuation where investors valued making money, right? And we kind of forgot about the importance of that. It was grow at all costs. And it's a little bit like the WeWork story or something like that, right? Or the early days of Uber, where, uh, hyper growth was the name of the game and then eventually that came back and beat you. So I think for a lot of the companies, you know, especially the smaller ones that saw crazy valuations, I think they need to rethink their business model here and take a look at how you grow profitably 
not just grow at all expenses. And that's going to have a pretty interesting impact. Now, from an industry impact also, the the valuation on a lot of these companies that, you know, we follow 8 by 8 and, you know, even companies like that have come way down. And so I would expect to see some M&A activity here. If I were one of the bigger companies, a Cisco, a Zoom, a Microsoft, uh, you know, even a Ring Central, I might be looking at some of these companies as uh, potential acquisition candidates. Mm. Yeah, that's lots of really kind of fascinating um, insights. And I've really thought it was kind of interesting to kind of hear your commentary on all those kind of various other kind of Zendesk competitors and how this is not just a kind of Zendesk problem, but it is a wide uh, ranging problem. And it will be interesting to see if well, companies... I, I do think the, the other um, point it underscores is the importance of building a platform, mm. right? Like Zendesk is a good product company. And I think if you look at every good software company that became big, I don't mean you know, a little big, but really big, a Salesforce, an Oracle, a Microsoft, right? They all had one thing in common, right? They made that shift to platform and they allowed others to build product on top of yours. And they, they found a way to be more than, than that, just that one product. And Zendesk was working on that, um, but they couldn't execute on that, right? And so that's why, they, now, not that 10 billion is a low valuation, I mean, 10 billion is 10 billion, right? But, uh, you know, clearly when you look at the, you know, the, the software companies that become really big, they, they make that shift. And you think back to companies even like, oh, like a Citrix, where years ago they were one of the high-flying companies, you know, in the tech industry, and they couldn't make that pivot to platform. And then they had to go private and retool and things like that. And that's that's essentially what Zendesk is doing now, right? Hmm. Yeah, and it will be interesting, to, as you said, to see how it uh, grows in the future as well, because, you know, from an M&A perspective, it has been quite quiet. And obviously, a lot of that's due to the fallout, the momentum, as you, the point that you made um, earlier. But yeah. kind of, it has, it's made some CRM kind of innovations in the past couple of months, but not much more has come out of Sender. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes um, from now on. But kind of reflecting on, that was quite a big saga around the uh, momentum fallout. Um, what did you kind of make of the months that preceded uh, this deal? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that that was, um, uh, you know, that was really their go forward plan. They were going to take the data from, uh, you know, from SurveyMonkey, and they were going to. They talked about that about being able to build a, um, uh, uh, you know, using the data to get more customer experience and building an analytic platform. And so they still need something like that. I don't know if the PE firm wants to take another run at that. Obviously, I would imagine the valuation on them has got to be lower as well. Um, there's lots of good, you know, if, if you look at, um, you know, the Gartner MQs that have anything to do with, you know, AI, there's lots and lots of comp smaller companies in that space. So I would think that they would want some kind of AI-based analytic engine as well. Uh, those are awfully hard to build yourself. Uh, you could go leverage ones from Google and AWS and things like that. But um, I, would, I would guess that, um, um, that uh, acquisitions will be back in play. Uh, for them, uh, because that would, that would, to me, that would be their, the path to growth. And I would think that the PE firm would wind up looking at other, um, um, you know, other companies that were, you know, similar uh, to Zendesk that perhaps have a much lower valuation than they have. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you kind of alluded to um, a bit of, you know, Zendesk kind of future moves, uh, the kind of the options that they can take in terms of kind of not not maybe creating their own analytics engines, but maybe acquiring something from, as you say, maybe a, vis um, uh, a kind of a visionary uh, from the magic quadrant for AI analytics platforms. 
um, or maybe yeah. kind of turning to a Google. Romantic well, is a good company though, and and uh, you know it would be good to see him go after that again, and hmm. um, the, you know that that would create a good nice growth engine for him. So, um, but yeah. uh, um, you know I think the purchase price they were looking at then was pretty high. So. Yeah, I know it's uh, quite uh, quite an early stage as well, but it would also be kind of interesting. What else do you think the future holds for Zendesk? Can you give kind of any other kind of for, for the insight on what you, where you think they might go from here now? The acquisition is kind of well, starting to go through. Yeah, I think you know the key Charlie is they they have um, uh, you know they we, we live in a world now where competitive differentiation is based on what you do with data. Right, you look at com all companies. We have the you know five nine of the contact center space. Even you know Veeam, who's a storage company. It doesn't really matter what um, uh, company you talk to. What they're talking about now is how to make more of the data they have. So Zendesk obviously has a lot of data, and the question is, you know, what kind of analytics they build around that, and then what are the data they bring in to complement that? Right. So they could go out, and there's been rumors of them moving into the contact center space forever. Right. I don't. That's that's a hard a pivot to make just because you need they would have to actually go out and buy a contact center company. It's hard to build your own calling platform and things. Um, but certainly they could, you know, keep encroaching on that and become more customer service oriented and and you know perhaps even partner with companies that look at web analytics and things like that. So I I do think that uh, that's you know probably the number one question is what there's lots and lots of paths they could go down. Uh, the question is which one they will go down, um, and but I do think there's lots of options out there. There's plenty of companies that generate data, and there's plenty of companies that do analytics, and it's um, uh, probably my my guess is all bets are open, right, are are valid right now, and it's which ones um, the PE firm thinks they can get a pretty good deal on to bring them into the fold. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I guess only uh, time will tell, but it's very kind of it's going to be very a few fascinating. Uh, months ahead yeah. of the Zendesk. Well, yeah. well, general rule of thumb, even on car shopping and stuff, is don't go to a dealership knowing the car you want to buy, right? Because you're going to get your worst deal. So I, I think uh, the parent company would be, you know, perhaps have a, a wide you know, a, a number of different types of companies they could bring in to complement what Zendesk does. Uh, but then you find one where you, you know, you wind up getting a pretty good valuation because the markets are, um, are so soft right now. And I would guess even. You know, private companies too. The, the the proclivity to jump into one of these private companies late stage with a high valuation is going to obviously going to go down for for uh, investors. So there, you may find some private companies that had you know crazy high valuations being able to take a deal to get acquired. Um, you know, to complete their exit, right? Because the, certainly an IPO exit would look like uh, looks like it would be challenging today. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there's lots of food for thought. Uh, there as we move into the uh, future and this it's always great to talk to you and learn kind of so much yeah. about the kind of the uh, tech company so thank you very much for uh, the tech and the enterprise technology world and, but thanks you know, and while this was just the latest acquisition yeah. you know Charlie I, I think we should expect to see more so uh, I guess I'll see you back on this in you know a couple of weeks when we have the next one or something <laughs> yeah it's always a pleasure to talk to you and so thanks again uh, Zayas and uh, thank you to everybody uh, for watching bye for now